Welcome back to Bots and Thoughts, the hyper automation podcast sponsored by Salient Process. I'm your host, Jimmy Hewitt, aka Mr. Automation. Process discovery refers to the practice of capturing the current state of your company's business processes. Whether we're talking about one of your business processes or all of them, we cannot improve a process or even know where to start until that process or set of processes have been discovered, captured, and made available in a highly visual and interactive fashion. Today, we'll discuss two capabilities within the world of process discovery, process mapping and process mining. Leveraging one or both of these hyperautomation capabilities will establish the foundation, the backbone of your hyperautomation journey. We'll explore the following for both. What is it? why use it, how to do it, and we'll share some examples so that you leave this episode informed and ready to kick off your own process discovery journey. Let's dive in. Process mapping visually represents a workflow, allowing you to understand a process and its components more clearly, and even better, it allows the user to interact with the process model and discover or quantify the benefits of improving it this way versus that way. There are many types of process maps. There's a basic flowchart, which is a visual map that provides basic details of a process, such as inputs and outputs. There's a detailed process map, which shows the drilled down version of a process containing details around any sub-process. More on this in a bit. Next, there's a high-level process map, also known as a value chain or a top-down map, which shows the macro view of a process including key elements such as supplier, input, process, output, or customer. You may know that as SIPOC. And then we have a value stream map, which is a lean Six Sigma technique that documents the steps required to develop a product or service to an end user. Depending on your industry, division, or discipline, you may be better suited for one or another type of process mapping to better suit your strategy. I'll plant a seed here for business architecture, a growing concept in the world of process discovery that discovers an end-to-end -end view of your business and how it works. Through the lens of a highly organized and interactive catalog of your business processes, business architecture is something that we're definitely going to be talking about more on this show. Process mining applies data science to discover, validate, and improve your workflows. Data science. That's the difference. Capturing and ingesting your system or systems log data, specifically the process ID, the activity name, and the start time data points, is the backbone of process mining. These algorithms turn this existing data into a process map, as described above, and in addition to a data-generated process map, as determined by your system log data, process mining also provides insights into the root causes of deviations from the norm. If the processes aren't performing as intended, the data visualization arms process owners like you with the information required to iterate to a new optimized future state. As for when to use one or the other, it's entirely up to you, the automation leader. Where you're at in your process discovery journey, your current posture, meaning what level of process mapping, if any, has been done, and what state those process maps are in, if they've been modeled in BPMN format, as an example, and if you have access to log data from systems like your ERP or CRM, to name a few. 
that said, we at Salient have a point of view regarding when to use one versus the other. And the answer ends up being both because of how well they complement each other. But it might not necessarily be uh, recommended to start with both. We actually recommend starting with process mapping. Its barrier to entry is incredibly low. You need a BPMN-enabled process mapping platform like IBM Blueworks Live. And that's it. You're off and running. We even have a YouTube video up right now called How to Map a Process in 90 Seconds or Less. That said, process mapping has inherent limitations, specifically the data source being a human one. For example, a process owner or a subject matter expert. A process map derived from this human data source, as well-intentioned as they may be, are simply relying on their subjective experience of the process. The steps that are taken, the exceptions, the escalations, and last but certainly not least, the cycle time for each activity. This is where process mining really complements process mapping. Mining cuts through the subjectivity of a human's experience and derives its data from the systems being used to carry out the process under discovery. That said, process mining has inherent limitations as well. What about that phone call, that ping, or instant message that you send to carry out one of these process steps? Any task carried out that is not captured within the system's log data will not be captured upfront. How can it be if it's not within the log data file? This is actually where mapping complements mining. So using the two together allow each other's strengths to shine and solves for each other's inherent limitations. A match made in hyper-automation heaven? We think so. All that said, when it comes to deciding between process mapping versus mining, you can't go wrong with either. We have our point of view, as described, and the ideal end state is to leverage both to achieve the optimal process discovery posture. And if you take away nothing from this process discovery episode, make sure that whatever you're doing is being done in BPMN notation. With regards to doing process mapping, let's start with how not to do it. I'm fortunate enough to speak directly with our clients and other hyper-automation leaders like yourself, and 8 out of 10 discussions on process mapping are plagued with some of the following. From a strategic level, our process maps are all over the place, if we even have any. And we don't have any consistency regarding how processes are modeled, which makes it difficult to analyze them in a consistent fashion, much less optimize them. And we don't have the bandwidth to go out into the enterprise and map out all of our processes. And from a more tactical level, what I hear is we're using diagramming software like Visio at best, PowerPoint and Excel. And even worse, I have met someone who emails their company's standard operating procedures out in the body text of an email and expects those involved to adhere to them. Another one is the search feature on our process mapping platform doesn't work properly. And same with version control, numbering, and general governance, like hard coding process map reviews every year to ensure that they're always reflecting how work is getting done today. That's how not to do process mapping. Let's go over how to approach process mapping. Step one, start with what you've got. If you have any existing process maps or standard operating procedures, SOPs, get them migrated into a BPMN-enabled process mapping platform 
like BlueWorks Live. Why reinvent the wheel or the process if you've already got them? Step two is map out the remainder of in-scope processes via process mapping workshops. This typically looks like an hour or two sit down or screen share with a process owner or subject matter expert, followed by a cleanup and playback to ensure correctness. Continue to iterate on the process model until concurrence has been achieved. If done with some organization and governance in mind, like following the APQC standard process framework organization method that we discussed on episode five, before you know it, you'll have your processes mapped out in a consistent, workable, and organized fashion. You'll be ready to either perform analysis or create your more optimized future states, or you'll be ready to complement this effort with some process mining. Finally, and not to sound like a commercial, but to offer a helping hand to automation leaders like yourself, we have expert-level nearshore industrial engineers on standby to augment or even take over your process mapping overhaul. They are getting three years of process mapping work done in about three months and happy to provide more information here if and as needed. Regarding how to do process mining, start by grabbing your system's log data from the system that captures most, if not all, of the process under discovery. This file is typically an Excel export with three columns, process ID, activity name, and start time. There are other data points that live in a log file like end time, resources, role, etc. But these three data points are all you need to get started. Uploading this file into your process mining platform gets you halfway there. The second half of the work is a bit of model tuning, if you will. Something that any process analyst can do with a bit of experimentation and training. What this looks like is a bit of data cleanup made easy. Adjusting the percent of activities displayed can help tame the noise of your process model, and adjusting the percentage of relations between activities can do more of the same. More on this data prep step is attached for you in the show notes for those ready to dive right into process mining. Let's close this episode off with a use case or two, maybe three. (laughs) Switching up the order here with process mining first. Your ERP like uh, Oracle, SAP, or Microsoft Dynamics will naturally have a robust set of log data. Typically, order to cache or O2C processes lie within this data set. Have you ever wondered exactly how long it takes on average for your company to go from, hey, we've got an order, to, hey, we just got paid for it. How long does this take? A month? longer? Would it be helpful to get paid faster, particularly if you can control what you can control and optimize your own internal processes? Getting started with an order to cash use case is a classic process mining use case. Another example is looking at your CRM data, like from Salesforce. How long does it take to go from, hey, we have a lead to, hey, we have an order? And what can you control or optimize along the way? Selling more faster is a pretty nice goal, and it can actually be achieved by applying process mining to your lead-to-order CRM log data. And as for process mapping, the aperture is wider, meaning any process can be modeled in BPMN notation. Two of the last processes that we've helped model are new candidate interview process, 
from an HR perspective, as well as new client onboarding from a wealth management perspective. To end where we began, process discovery is the practice of capturing the current state of your company's business processes. This is table stakes for process improvement and hyper-automation journeys, but thankfully, the software is getting better and better, easier and more intuitive to use, and more powerful too, featuring scenario simulation and AI-powered automation opportunity identification modules. Now, go forth and discover your processes, and as always, reach out and say hello if you'd like to learn more. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bots and Thoughts, the hyper-automation podcast sponsored by Salient Process. Be sure to never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. Get your hands on more content like this by following us on LinkedIn and YouTube down in the show notes and say hello. We'd love to hear your thoughts, perhaps even on an upcoming episode. Stay tuned for more episodes of Bots and Thoughts, the hyper-automation podcast Brought to you by Salient Process.